You're listening to the Calm and Cozy Insomnia Podcast. Practical advice for insomniacs, bedtime thinkers, and anyone whose sleep could use a little tune-up. This is episode 28. I'm Beth Wyatt, your insomnia and stress management coach. I'm also an artist, avid crocheter, expert napper, and temporarily out of things to say about myself that you don't already know. Today's episode is another good one. I chatted with Dean Nelson of DonnaDenise.com, and this episode is so full of tips on how to optimize your living and sleeping space. Enjoy! This sleep industry is amazing. I'm meeting so many people who are passionate about sleep, and Dean is definitely one of them. So she is the owner of DonnaDenise.com. She's a green living coach, an interior designer, and a blogger, and I'm just going to let her take it from here. (laughs) Well, thank you, Beth. It's so cool to sit and talk with you and actually at least meet you face-to-face virtually. Uh, But yes, my name's Dean Nelson, and you already said I am a green designer and a green living coach. And um, I'm dedicated to eco-friendly living for a lot of reasons, but uh, part of the reason I love green living and eco-friendly living is because there are these ramifications on things like sleep, which is so important. And You know, I got my start in eco-friendly design when I was a caregiver to my mother, who was an MS patient, Mm -hmm. and then she actually was diagnosed with cancer. And when she was diagnosed, I was living out in the San Francisco Bay Area, and then basically knew I was the one that needed to come back and help. So I drove from San Francisco to Michigan to help her. And um, in the course of just looking at her home and trying to make the home as health supporting to her as possible, I learned everything about what's going into the food, the finishes, mm-hmm. the paints, the nail polish, the lipstick. And I was just, I was, I did not know how many carcinogens were actually exposed to every day. And so um, going back to school, getting that second degree in design, I just knew I wanted to do green because I said, I, I, I don't want to do, I cannot of good conscience bring anything else into someone's home. So, um, so here I am. And that's really how I got into it. And I've been working, you know, as a green living coach, that was another certification that I got because the design was one part, which I loved. Um, but then again, that it wasn't enough for me because I knew that we needed to talk about food. I knew that, oh, you're expecting to start a family and I would have all these things I would want to talk to them about and teach them about. So when it comes to sleep, there's so much about our habits and, and what's actually in our bedrooms that can affect our ability to sleep. So it's, it's really important because creating a healthy bedroom is one of those things that people can tend to overlook if they're not sleeping well. It's sort of, we kind of go into, okay, caffeine is something I hear people say, or how late did I eat dinner, or you know, not staying up too late watching television and such, but it's, it's important that we look at everything in the bedroom. So that's probably the biggest habit or the biggest area of the home when it comes to sleep that people don't yet really know how crucial it is, what type of mattress they're sleeping on, what kind of pillows they're sleeping on. Again, some of the toxins that are in the cotton and the the stuffing and the foam can really disrupt your body's ability to fall asleep. I'm happy you're here because this isn't something that I've really looked into deeply. Mm -hmm. I haven't even done an episode on demising your bedroom for sleep. So this Mm -hmm. is perfect. Well, I'm so (laughs) glad. And and it's, it's funny because again, 
it seems like both sides of it. I mean, I guess the two wings to the airplane of my business, there's the green living coaching and then there's the design because they really do go hand in hand. But the bedroom is, um, it's one of the most important rooms in our home because we sleep there. You know, we're supposed to be spending about a third of our lives, I think, sleeping, right? <laughs> yep. And so when it comes to the bedroom and it comes to the body's ability to fight disease, to regenerate itself, to uh, rest your brain, I mean, the sleep is, is crucial. I know if I'm not sleeping well, I can start to feel really unhinged, like really quickly, <laughs> you know, like, okay, I just need a nap. You know, it's one of the places that, you know, you can really start to feel like I need some sleep. You, you, you know, it's, it's not a joke. So yeah, when it comes to the bedroom, it's, it's something that you want to consider for a lot of different reasons. And part of what I always suggest that people do is to consider when it comes to the bedroom, the first thing, if you're going to redecorate is paint. It's usually the first thing that people want to do is of course paint. And when it comes to your bedroom specifically, I mean, the whole house, but especially the bedroom or nursery or a child's bedroom or a teen, anyone's bedroom, we want to consider the paint and make sure that it's zero VOC or low VOC and VOC meaning volatile organic compounds. So these are these free, I don't want to say free radicals, but they are these volatile compounds that are, um, released into the air and they're toxic. So they're part of normal paint. That's why paint has that paint smell. <laughs> you know, if you think about a finish or a stain and it has, or like a magic marker, it has that, that smell. That's, that, that's what's going on to keep that paint from drying out, like why those preservatives and those ingredients are in there. So because it has such a negative effect on the air quality in the bedroom, you know, you do want to make sure that you go with a low VOC, a zero VOC, they can be a little pricier, but it's so worth it. I mean, your lungs are worth it, you know, and it's not exorbitant. It's, it's not crazy. And I think that most big box stores, um, hardware stores and such have that. When they first came out a few years ago, it was definitely a little pricier. These days, it's pretty comparable. Right. Um, but, you know, people do want to think about their paint and they really, you know, you really want to think about your mattress too. And I know mattresses are something that we don't have to buy that often. It's not like pajamas or a pillow, but your mattress is extremely important when it comes to your ability to sleep. Um, they can just be full of so many toxins. I mean, I'm talking things that hormone disruptors, endocrine disruptors, again, carcinogens are just everywhere because of the way that the foam that's going into the, the average mattress. So again, if you're, if you're in the market for a mattress, just Google, you know, eco-friendly, organic. And there are so many companies that are coming out with great mattresses that are healthy and eco-friendly that, and they will ship to you. And there's a lot of times free shipping. I worked with one company, I think it's called Live Sleep Well. I think that's it. Live Sleep Well. It's where I got my mattress. And it came in this kind of tall cylindrical box and I thought that's my mattress like how is this gonna work out and but the shipping was free I got a free pillow and it was so cool Beth because I unboxed it just followed the instructions and it opened up in about five or ten minutes and it has been the most comfortable um, mattress and I mean it's it's wonderful so there's no sacrifice on quality there right but it feels so good because I know I'm not inhaling toxins and that, you know, when your body is trying to rejuvenate and restore itself, and especially when it comes to kids or babies, you really want to make sure that those mattresses, anything that's going to be in the bedroom, you want to know what's going into the air uh, in the bedroom for sure. 
but you're teaching me so much. I've never thought about that too with mattresses and I do need a new one. I just, I kind of want one of my mattress companies to offer me one. <laughs> right. Well, and, and they should. I think that would be great, you know, but if you need a suggestion, I can definitely, yeah. you know, when you're done, I can send you a couple to think about because yeah. they aren't necessarily that much pricier. But then when I look at what's out there, um, like sometimes I'll see these, you know, Sunday, 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 you know, like these sort of sales that are going on. I'm like, okay, I guess they're not 200. It's not going to be as cheap as unfortunately something that probably got shipped over from China right. um, where they have completely different laws about what humans are allowed to be exposed to as far as chemicals. And then they come over here and they're super cheap and it's just not, it's not worth it. So we'll, we can talk about that. I know another time because I highly recommend getting something that's healthy and eco-friendly because it does make a difference for sure for you too. Yeah. And um, I would say too, you know, if anybody's looking at their bedroom, there's the, there's the paint, but there's also, you know, the mattress, but what's so awesome is the last, like when I got my new mattress, when I moved the last time I wanted to go get my bedding, you know, like my sheets and the comforter and all that kind of stuff. And I was really happy that I went to just a, it wasn't like target, but it was something like a target locally like a Steinmart or something, I don't know. And I was so excited to see the sets that were eco-friendly bedding, meaning it's organically grown. So you're, cause again, what, what's hard for us to really understand is that, you know, our skin is the largest organ on our body. And so if you, and it's porous, you know, and so there's a lot of conflicting, in, uh, you know, research as far as how long it takes for something to be absorbed into your skin. But the thing is when you're, in your bed. I mean, it's, it's funny to think that the chemicals that are in what made the cotton, all those same toxins can, are still part of those, of that material. So again, you want to make sure that it's organic because you want to lower the amount of um, toxins that your body is exposed to. And the thing about sleeping well is, or green living in general, is that it's so layered. You know, it's not like, it's like, oh, who cares? It's a big deal. I got it on sale. It's a comfortable pillow. But when we think about a world with pollution and we think about just the layers of toxicity and when it comes to the bedroom and being able to sleep well, it's really important that you give your body the best, the cleanest air, the best that your body's going to be exposed to simply because your body's ability to fight um, disease happens a lot while you're asleep. That's a big part of what's happening is that's why when people are, are um, sick, it's like you need your rest, you need to sleep. Your body is actually releasing toxins and breaking stuff down and using the medicine like it's working while you're resting. So making sure that you give yourself the cleanest eco, most eco healthy, that's what I call it, not just environmentally friendly or eco friendly and healthy, but it needs to be environmentally friendly, eco and healthy, working that together. Um, and then plants, people don't think about plants much, but plants are wonderful for indoor air quality. And if you can tolerate it, um, some people are like, oh, you know, I don't have very good light, but there's tons of great plants that can live in low shade or like in a shady environment, low sun, shady. So um, thinking about a plant is a good idea as well. Okay. Do you have a, like a handful of plant suggestions? Yes, absolutely. Um, I would say um, the peace lily is wonderful. And that's a pretty plant too. They do need, they can do moderate sun. So they tend to work well in a lot of different light environments, but peace lilies, aloe vera plants, mm. um, spider plants, which mm -hmm. are great. They're very hardy too. Spider plants 
can, they're, they're very hardy. So people go, I'm not a plant person. Get a spider <laughs> plant. That might be your first go-to. And they look wonderful. Like in a window, they can just right. grow and they look wonderful. And also English ivy, which is a nice mm -hmm. little stout kind of green plant. That's another really good one for air quality as well. Cool. And I will say as one of my favorite side notes, the thing about, I think it's species in particular actually you know, go up with the astronauts to help regulate the air quality. When, when <laughs> astronauts go up into space, they take plants because that helps to refresh the air quality in that confined environment where they can never open the windows. You know? That's cool. So it That's is cool, cool to know. Yes, you know what? I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm a plant person. I love plants, but I forget to water them, which is kind sure. of a key thing. Right. So I even joke that like I could kill a cactus or I can kill an air plant. Mm -hmm. like, that they're like they don't need water I'm like yeah it's still probably not best in my room without adult supervision I have a plant by my bed that actually means a lot to me because someone gave it to me I believe about three years ago and it's still alive which I have to say is a big deal for me to have, <laughs> to have right. a plant still alive Absolutely. Um, and luckily it's not one that needs to be watered often because it doesn't get a whole lot of attention. But. And that's the thing. Plants, <laughs> most can get by with, unless it's a flowering plant that they normally need a lot of sun, they're a little more high maintenance, but most plants, as long as you've got, you get the light right for them, it's like once a week. You could even put a reminder in your phone, water your plant. Or maybe that's your Sunday thing. You know what I mean? Like part of yeah. your Sunday thing is Yeah, that would be plants. good because when everyone else goes away and I'm home alone, I need reminders. I always say, please remember please remind me to water the plants because I have a hard time like remembering to hydrate myself sometimes. Right, right. So remembering to hydrate plants is like yes. one thing to remember to do. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're wonderful. So that's good. You're keeping one alive and that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want to do. I like to send a picture to the friend who gave it to me and be like, your plant is still living. Absolutely. There was something I wanted to say about the paint. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually come from a paint background. I worked for Benjamin Moore for years Okay. Mm -hmm. um, in my 20s. I think most of my 20s were spent working for Benjamin Moore. Mm -hmm. And it's actually scary when you think of, like really in the last, what, 10 years, VOC paint mm -hmm. have made an appearance. Like mm -hmm. you oh. think of how long people have been painting with dangerous yeah. Things. And yeah. I come from a painter family. My dad and my brother are painters. I painted with them for years. Like we were exposed yeah. to so many fumes for so many years. And then just like it just popped up. And I think people felt a little like, oh, that's for precious people. Right. Oh, that's for people who are sensitive to smells. Right. Like, yeah, but that's all of us. Like, yes, it is all of us. <laughs> I love it that it's now you walk into a paint store and before people would come in and they would ask, like, do you have that low VOC paint? Mm -hmm. Where now, like, all of them are, are low to no VOCs. So right. we're slowly, I mean, that's it, at least in Canada, I know with, mm -hmm. with our, our paint stores, it's, it's definitely more common and there's still great, great quality paint. Which is great. Yeah. There's no compromise on, on, yeah. on how it uh, performs. Yeah. And a but lot no, of them are like self priming and stuff too. Yeah, so absolutely. And yeah. I love that, you know, and I feel like that's so exciting because when we start, start to shop in a different direction, did you want um, to get that? Oh, sorry. No, I don't. <laughs> sorry. Thank God. Editing. It's a good okay. thing. No, that's not even. I thought I had that turned off. I'm sorry about that. Um, 
but yeah, no, there is no compromise. And I think, you know, Canada, I don't know why the U.S. is so slow to get on board. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. But again, I think that so many people have over the last few years moved in that direction. It's nice to see the products shifting to where people um, want to shop, that it's changing, which is really, really good. Um, so yeah, when it comes to paint, you definitely just don't even think about it. Now I have seen some of the older paints that are, that are not low VOC that are still on the shelf. And I think people can be tempted like, Oh, but this is $5 less. And, and I just tell people it's not worth it. Like stay, give your $5 and just don't, don't buy it, you know, because it does off gas for like seven to 10 years. So it's oh. not like, Oh, when the smell is over, the toxins are done. No. Seven when, to 10 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I, yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Same thing with upholstery. So mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, again, the mattress or chairs, and I did a post on Instagram the other day about this tag in a chair that I was going to buy that basically had, you know, cause the manufacturers have to state if there are toxins in it mm -hmm. and it has this, this, um, statement that says that there are materials in this chair that have been proven by the state of California to cause birth defects or other reproductive harm. Oh yeah. If you look at my Instagram feed, it's from like two days ago. And I did this, it's like, there's two pictures and I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's right there. Right. And they have to legally tell you. And it was like, you know, I mean, all of us have like that one corner. Oh, I don't want to spend right. a lot of money. Let me just run out and get something <laughs> great. You know, <laughs> something cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's a little swivel. It'll work, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, you know, it looks okay. And then you look at what they're saying and it's like, you know, then it, it kind of validates me. Like sometimes I think maybe I am just paranoid, you know, <laughs> you know? but then I realize no, I'm not. And especially I, I, I'm really making a concerted effort to reach out to women who are expecting or planning to have children because there's so much that can, can alter that as well. The, the reproductive harm, the ability to get pregnant, stay pregnant. I mean, these things are just, um, it's not worth a cheap chair. Wait, put a little more coin together and buy something without endocrine disruptors in it. There's no yeah. companies out there and um, it's, it's just not, it's not going to jump out at you. We do have to do a little, but that's where I come in. You know, I can help people with that. The due right. diligence and knowing is this really what it says that it is because there's just that, that's where you really have to have your little green hat on because when it comes to cosmetics and it comes to furniture, the stuff that's especially on sale and it's quick, you definitely want to be asking questions, look for tags, where did it come from? Because if it doesn't say that it's, you know, organic, then it isn't, <laughs> you know, that's kind of the rule of thumb is, is that they have to legally tell you what's in it. And so you just have to ask the right questions and just know where did it come from? What's in it so that, you know, because it's super important. And the thing about these toxins is, is how they do disrupt sleep. So yes, it's better for the environment, but again, we come back to that, you know, it's funny, Beth, I was thinking about how with us and the environment, it's, it's that whole mother earth idea in the sense that the umbilical cord is never really cut between us in the <laughs> sense that if it's not good for the planet, it's not going to be good for us. Mm. And, you know, we can do things that might be quick and easy and fast and seemed okay at the time, but ultimately they're not really good for us and they're not good for the planet either. So just kind of understanding this, that this whole idea of what's good for the environment, there's really, if we're like, well, we want to have good soil, we want to have healthy soil, we want to have healthy air quality, we want our water quality to be, to be good, because that's our source, we, we need to eat from this planet. Right. So throwing a bunch of 
you know, chemicals out into the world, just, it's like peeing in your own pool. You know, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? We're really, we've just damaged. Like now, you know, I was reading this article about plastics and how now like 80%, now I don't know about Canada, it's probably better, but in the U.S., something like 80% of tap water has particulate plastic in it. Uh, plastic does not break down. It gets into like molecular form, but it's still there. And it's like, so now we're basically drinking our trash, like these Winnie's plastics. And so when I look at all this, and when I look at sleep, it's just the body is dealing with so much more than it's ever had to deal with because of technology and because we have all these modern conveniences. And um, if I can do anything, it's, it's like sleeping well is so important to, to what we do, but also to actually make that shift between this idea of disposable you know, or I'm going to throw something away where, you know, I have a good friend who's a huge environmentalist and she's like, there is no such place as a way. There is no such place. <laughs> right. Go you know, somewhere. It's just, yeah. it's just on the, on the shores of the Dominican Republic or mm-hmm. somewhere in the Philippines, you know, that's where the trash of the world is, is on the shores mm-hmm. of the developing countries, unfortunately. And that's just not okay. And I think that we were, there's a consciousness that's growing. That's like, understanding, you know, here you are helping people with stress and the ability to sleep, which sleeping, it seems like it's so natural. Like, what's the big deal? Like, why should, (laughs) why should getting to sleep be such a big deal? And it is a big deal in the 21st century because we have so many things that disrupt our ability to do something that's so natural. Um, All these kind of things that we kind of started to get into out of convenience. And now we're really starting to feel the backlash on things like the ability to fall asleep, you know? Mm. So, you know, I was thinking about too, and chatting with you, I was looking at um, technology as well and how, you know, we love our phones, you know, we're streaming right now. I love technology as much as the next person. But again, that's a new layer that the body's trying to deal with because of particularly wireless frequencies and that they have been directly linked to insomnia, to headaches, even to tumors because of that frequency. Because if I can go on a little bunny trail here, and, and I think most people Do get it. it, like when it comes to the body and electricity, you know, it has its own little electrical system. That's how the body communicates with itself. That's why if someone has a heart attack, they get out the paddles and they kind of jumpstart you, you know, with the paddles. Yes. that yeah. electrical pulse kind of gets your heart going again. And what's happening now is because the modern home has electricity wired into the building so we can have electricity, but then we layer in, you know, radio waves for things like cell phones and your microwave. And then we get into the electromagnetic frequencies and the radiation that comes from Wi-Fi. So what I'm getting at is there's so much more, there's so much more happening on the invisible level as far as frequencies, and it's starting to interfere with the body's ability to communicate with itself. Hmm. So that's a big part of when it comes to sleeping well, part of what I do to help coach people to, to have the best bedroom that they can is we look at the things we've talked about, the paint and, you know, getting a plant and considering your bedding and your mattress, but also to really have a, I have a great conversation with people about technology, technology in the bedroom and, and how we need to just be aware that it is something that can disrupt your body's ability to even lose weight. I mean, it's, there's so much that's starting to say, wow, this is, it's not, your body's not, communicating like it used to it's not doing what it used to be able to do because of technology it's sort of like throwing in a a, like a scrambling message to your body's like oh wait a minute okay what is this new frequency coming in that i never had to deal with before right (laughs) because the body is like 
what's happened in the last, what, 40 years or so in technology, I mean, even within our lifetimes, we're not old, but I can remember when I had to get up and change the channel. Remember in the olden days? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was talking to my niece and nephew who are like, you know, like five and seven. They were fighting over the remote. And I said, you know, when I was your age, we had to get off the sofa and actually go change the channel. <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, like the olden days, you know, and I'm like, that wasn't that long ago. And yeah. you think about how, and I, I did a post too, where I, there was a really cool um, picture of this phone booth. It was someplace in London, I think, and they had painted it bright red and put flowers in it. And I thought it was a really cool way to kind of preserve history because I realized in today in technology, I'm like, I don't even remember anyone's phone number anymore. Mm. I mean, it's just a name. I mean, I would really have to force myself to, right. I, I mean, I knew my mom's phone number because she never got a cell phone, you know? <laughs> Um, so the land, her number was the same for pretty much the whole time I was growing up. But I say all that because it's just, um, it's one of the things that we have to begin to navigate and we have to begin to understand that the body is an organic thing. And, um, with all the stuff that's going on in the modern home, it's, it's having trouble adapting to it, but we can do things to help it. So, um, again, that's where I come in and we can do things that are cool, like salt lamps and why plants are so important. And, you know, we start talking about air quality and um, just like technology challenges, like, let's just see if we can turn everything off for just tonight <laughs> or can we go lo-fi for the weekend? Do you yeah. think we can actually not go on social, actually unplug, mm. like go on a little phone? That's my next challenge is to say, could I do that? That would you know, be really tough for me. I would be, and especially because our phones are, you know, the camera, the communicator, the, you know, on top of all the entertainment and everything, it's, it's sort of that thing that's like our, everybody's little pacifier or security blanket. Right. If I forget my phone, it's like, I need your phone. I need to text everyone whose number I know to tell them that I can't be reached today. Exactly. If there's a huge, you know, if there's a zombie takeover, or something, exactly. they won't be able to reach me. Right. Like maybe right. I can go home on my lunch break and get it because I need my phone. I know. Yeah. And it's become like this, you know, security blanket <laughs> thing, you know, but I'm almost considering um, getting a landline again, which I was like, Oh, I don't need a landline, but I right. would like to, go to say, okay, I can actually let my phone charge outside of the bedroom. Yeah. You know, um, you should get God. an answering machine. Absolutely. You That's know, the ones so that plug in beside the phone. Wouldn't that that aren't cool. part of the phone. Yeah. Wouldn't it be <laughs> crazy? Those? Yeah. And that wasn't that long ago. I mean, think about it. You know, it's sort of like, you know, within our this last few decades, you know, it's like reel to reel to eight track to LPs to DVDs yeah. to now. I can't, I literally, and I feel bad for the artist because I literally cannot remember the last time I actually bought a CD. Mm. You know, yeah, like I, it just yeah. occurred to me, you know, like I have, I don't even have any CDs here. Yeah, <laughs> everything is I stream everything yeah I didn't want to store them I don't even um I, I like you know paper books I don't want to sound like one of those people but I don't like things that collect dust mm -hmm. so when I I usually read ebooks and actually I prefer to listen to books so I love audiobooks mm -hmm. but the paper books that you know paperbacks that I own I read it and then I give it away because mm -hmm. I don't I don't like storing it anymore but I know that you know, like cracking the spine and just sitting in bed and reading something, you know, is still is, is so much nicer than scrolling through. I agree. I am so yeah. lo-fi when it comes to books, Beth. I mean, and books, 
you know, if I could, when we talk about, you know, habits for bedtime, reading a book as opposed mm -hmm. to, as opposed to, uh, and again, when we talk about helping people sleep better is really right. talking about the nighttime, the habits before bed. And you know about the blue light and why you don't really want to fall asleep mm -hmm. that way. But reading is such a wonderful way to slow your mind down and to focus it on something else. And I love turning the pages. It's tactile. It, it, it <laughs> generates your imagination. And I just, I love reading. And so I'm, I'm kind of torn because I'm like you, I, I don't, I could be one of those people that has this huge library of all the books I've read. And it's like, okay, how, don't you want to just donate them to the library or something as <laughs> why are you going to do that? But I love to read. I love, I love to read in that tactile old fashioned way of reading. You know, I mean, I do enjoy knowing if I'm traveling, I love having my, my iPad or, you know, if you've got your Kindle or what have you, because then you don't got to schlep around, you don't have to schlep all the books around. Right. But um, when it comes to bedtime, I like to read a book and that's mm -hmm. one of the best ways because it's, it's lo-fi, you know, Right. And it really does slow you down. It disconnects you from technology and it just gets you into a different place in your brain. And, um, and it, it stimulates your imagination. The thing about audio and video is the video is like, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. So you don't even have to wonder what does it look like? And I, I love deciding what these people look like and deciding, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that can set you up with the right kind of book for a great right. dream time in your sleep too, is just to sort of, you know, imagine and it gets your, your imagination going. And I think that's really beneficial too. Yeah. Yeah. Technology is, I talk about that a lot. It, um, it reminded me too, when you were talking about that, it was a couple of years ago, but it was one of my Facebook friends posted, I don't know, it was a picture. It was like an ad for this TV, this flat screen TV that goes on your ceiling. And it was this enormous, enormous screen and it, it showed this couple and they're lying in bed and they're looking up and they're watching tv and it was funny because people were commenting on this and like that is so cool and I went oh my god please don't buy one of those for your bedroom no. I, said, no. I said I think I'm like convulsing right now watching this I said the the thought of you lying in bed with this enormous blue screen above you and I just said please tell me this is a joke <laughs> I know it's not well and that's another thing about technology is that there it, I don't want to say an addiction but there is again it's sort of a pacifier it creates company it's that white noise because you know how you can tell when the television's on it's like you can almost there's a pitch it's right. I can you know even if the sound was muted you can tell that the television is on. Mm -hmm. And again, that frequency becomes something that people just, um, just really feel like they need to have it. It just is a, like, I think it's just a, it's a security blanket. Right. They're not even watching it. They just need it on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're not even wise television. I mean, like if you just, why don't you just put on some music or like, <laughs> you know, and again, and the thing about music that's so wonderful, like um, audiobooks, is that you can do things, you know, you can cook, you can clean, you can, you're not like riveted sitting there, not doing anything. You know? It I allows know. you to walk around because it's just yeah. that you're listening to something. And, but again, I think when it comes to technology and sleeping well, that's just a huge place that. I think all of us need to just be aware of where is our threshold of it, where, cause it's, everybody's a little bit different. Mm. And um, so when I'm working with people, it's really important to say, here are like my top three things I always kind of start with. If you're not sleeping well, let's look at these specific habits and, and 
is one of these something that you're doing? And so we kind of start to say, okay, let's, let's not do this or let's start doing this and see how it makes a difference on how you sleep. And again, especially when it comes to technology. So it's one of those things for people that aren't sleeping well, it's something that we need to think about. And especially like, I, I can't believe how many people will still sleep with their phone under their pillow. Mm, yeah. You know, and I, and that was another thing where, and again, I'm kind of out here in this world where I'm like looking at all this stuff and I'm very, you know, kind of, you know, diligent and about it. And then people will say, I'm like, okay, where's your phone when you're, when you're sleeping? And they're like, well, I just usually put it under my pillow. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, like, absolutely not. Don't do that. And again, because the, 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 the frequency and the radiation and it, it's just, you don't want that getting that close to your head. It's, yeah. it's, you just don't. And because their frequencies, they, I mean, EMF radiation can go through walls and pillows. And, and again, because we're getting this layered kind of assault, the body is being, you know, these layers of technology and layers of toxins, and it's just constantly coming at you. It's like, no, at least put it on the bed, put it across the room, if at all possible, <laughs> you must have it in the room with you, put it across the room on a charging station, better yet outside of the room. But if you absolutely can't, and you know, and you have kids, you go, well, what if the phone rings and I miss it? And you know, whatever. And I'm kind of like, thank God at this point in my life, I don't have anyone who's not, who's in the hospital or anything. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really feel like I'm waiting for an emergency to wake me up in the middle of the night. But I understand that if you're a parent and such, but to that point, if you can at least put it across the room, at least put it across the room (laughs) because you just don't want to subject yourself to that. Yeah. I, you know what? And I, I worry about that when I'm walking because you have to put your phone somewhere when you're walking and um, I'm listening to an audio book or I'm listening to a podcast and there's like the pockets on my pants. And I don't know, I don't know if it's really like a good thing for me to do, but I, I don't just put it in one. Like I, I move it around. I'll put it in this one for now. And then next tomorrow I put it in the left one. And I was like, I'm probably, I'm just spreading radiation around. In my Maybe I should just stick to one area and, and then I'll just have that one unhealthy leg or something. Um, I know, I know. Like, and I you know, I'm hoping there's this company. Um, I think they're out of like Illinois. I, I, I'll have to look at it and I might let you know about it. So you can link it to this. I think they're called safe space, but they create these little, gadgets that actually neutralize the frequency in your home too which is really Mm -hmm. cool and i hope they come out with something like that for phones like when we Mm -hmm. look at these cool cases that we get for these things i'm like wouldn't it be great if this um would it be great if they if these were actually you know kind of concealing the electromagnetic radiation yeah so again i get these ideas and i write them down like maybe i can create one but if i mean they're just little things because you're right it's like you definitely don't want to have the cell phone up against your body so at least you're putting it in pockets um but it might be like you get like a little um bag like a a lap like a what i want to call it like a little waste pouch thing and put it in there kind of idea but sometimes it's not convenient I also just don't want to get beat up during my walk if someone sees me right. wearing like a fanny pack. Right. <laughs> I know. Because it's so You know, I, I have a reputation to uphold. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I do worry about that. And there is a pocket that's at the back, like right at the top at the back of the waistband 
but I'm terrified to put it there because I've had cysts and fibroids and things like that that sure. are like in ovary, like an ovarian cyst or something. And I'm so afraid of putting it somewhere that's so close to where those things are because I think I know it. that's not where the radiation should be going. I know it. And, and it's like, and, the, and it's, it's, <sighs> It's good to think about it, you know, because I normally, like if I'm walking, well, anyway, I'm working out pretty much at the gym. So I've got it kind of like on the elliptical or what have you, if I'm using it for my music source or podcasts or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it is something to think about. And it's definitely like, wow, you know, and we try to multitask, right? Because you're like, okay, I'm walking and this is how, this is what I want to listen to. So I can kind of, you know, kill two birds with one stone, get my workout and listen to a Mm -hmm. podcast. And then sometimes it's like, maybe I just need to not listen to anything and (laughs) to the birds and, or, you know what I mean? It just becomes again, okay, well, maybe I will try doing that, you know, but it's hard because sometimes that's, that's the motivation that kind of gets you through something. Right. So, but again, these are all the kind of questions that are good to be asking yourself when it comes to technology, because again, the body is exposed to so much that wherever we can begin to cut back and unplug and actually go for a walk in the woods and leave your technology behind and just to be able to absorb the, like, (laughs) I had a, I, I did this, I'm doing this uh, blog uh, series, which I'm really excited about. It's called the Eco-Friendly Wedding. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to start meeting some vendors who do offer eco-friendly services. So I went to uh, this really cool florist who has this amazing garden in a substantial amount of land, but she had planted this particular kind of grass that was so, it was like carpet. It was so soft. It was so amazing. I'm like, I have just got to take off my shoes and get my feet on the ground. Like I just felt like, like the earth was like pulling all these, t- like it just was the coolest feeling of like, how long has it been since you took off your shoes and just stood on mm. the earth? You know what I mean? Like just to get the benefit of her grounding you, the planet actually, you know, there's, there's so much healing in just nature, just like completely just walking in the woods. And I love watching the leaves fall and it just, it nourishes me. And I just, it's so good for us. So, you know, again, there's just, there's all that healing that's available to us and it helps. I could tell my body really appreciated it too, but it was a really cool experience that I haven't done. I used to do that kind of stuff all the time, but you know, like I I used to live in Florida. So the sand, the the ground is just amazing. Right. I love the birds too. Mm-hmm. For me, I stop. And I'm a bird person. I've always I've had birds. I have a parrot, and I know that's not those aren't the birds I'm seeing when I'm outside of my walk, mm-hmm. um, not in Ontario. But I love watching them and following them, or that kind of thing. And I just stop and just kind of close my eyes and goes, "Oh, listen to that! It's wonderful! That it is sound great." Which I love birds. Remind me too that I. I actually have always been afraid of of saying too much during an interview, but one of the comments I had recently from one of my listeners was she wished that I would speak more during the interview. No. So it's my new thing that I'm trying this week. That's good. <laughs> I love it. No, during my interviews. Um, but I, I also, when I'm listening, I keep making little notes and I'm like, yes, I wanted to say this thing about the parrot they're very sensitive to smells Mm. and when you were talking about if it's bad for the environment it's bad for us it made me think of that's one of the things I've realized recently too is there are a lot of scents or there's a lot of fumes that aren't good for parrots and they'll list them and there'll be a whole long list and a lot of people say so can you name those again the things that they can't smell or the things I can't spray around my bird and just thinking like if it's not healthy for a bird probably not healthy for me to be breathing in either. If we shouldn't be using 
you know, frying pans with Teflon Mm -hmm. because it's toxic fumes for a bird. Right. It's also toxic fumes for us too. It's just that we're not going to drop dead from smelling it right now. Right now. Yeah. I'm not going to drop dead right now from the fume like my bird could, but that's something that I've started thinking too is if it's bad for her, if I shouldn't be spraying it in the room because a little creature is in here, I shouldn't be spraying it near myself or on myself. It's true. It's such so. a good connection and it's true. <laughs> and, and I think that we tend to compartmentalize, like mm-hmm. we're all organic, you know, we're mm-hmm. all, we're all, they have a smaller little lung capacity, right. you know? And so, yeah, you, your body could probably filter it a little bit better, mm-hmm. but the truth is it's exact, you're exactly right. It's like, right. no, if it's not, it's like, if it's not good for a baby, is it really good for you? Right. You know, like don't smoke around the kids. Well, it's not good for you either. <laughs> and again, I, I just think that so much has changed since the population of the planet has grown and, mm. and technology has changed. And so all the stuff that we used to take for granted, we really, I mean, stress management is not an option. I think anybody over probably, I mean, once you graduate from high school, you're going to have some stress to manage <laughs> probably before then. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's like things are just going so much faster and to get your brain to slow down. And that's why the tech detaching from technology, just to let yourself slow down and stop thinking at a frame a second. It just takes a while for the brain to, to pull back from that. Yeah. And just that those little connections, like, okay, it's not good for the baby. It's really not good for me. It's not good for the bird. It probably isn't good for me. <laughs> and then, you know, just, so much about our lives, we just have to begin to manage differently because we're just living in a different environment than our bodies and the body has ever had to deal with. And again, so quickly within what, 40 years. I mean, I can remember before, like when cable came to our town and when there used to be VHS, you know, and you think cell phones has, it's just really been the last 10 years or so because they've been around, but smartphones becoming the norm. Right. That's, just that's a newer phenomenon Mm -hmm. really and wi-fi is a newer phenomenon for the body to manage so i feel like it's almost becoming like alcohol like you have to know your limits like there's a point where you're like you've had enough (laughs) and and to begin to understand that the body does need to to detach from that and how do we do it and that's important it's important for us as the planet for kids it's just because again in kids there's asthma allergies obesity rates um all the attention deficit disorders behavioral problems that are relatively new and a lot of it has to do with our environment our interior environment the way that we live um so yeah and again sleep so <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, it's just it's all related. It is. It's all related. I mean, it's just like everything kind of dovetails and, you know, because to me, I look at life and it's like, it's a soup, you know, it's not a sandwich. <laughs> you can't just say, Oh, I'm going to put some toxins over here, but it's not going to affect this part of the soup. Right. It's like, no, whatever we do, it's just all there. And, and it's never, you know, we, we have to be aware of it. Right. And everything we're doing during the day will affect our sleep at night. It does. And there's, I find there's such a disconnect for most people, for a lot of people who aren't sleeping well and they're shocked. And I kind of want to like ask them, well, what are you doing during your day to prepare for sleep? Mm -hmm. I don't do anything to prepare for sleep. Like you just kind of go about your day and you do all these things and then you lie down and go, how come I'm not falling asleep? It's like, well, time to look at all the things you're doing while you're awake. We, there's a disconnect. We see them as two separate things. We do. Until we have an issue, then it's Until like, oh. Yes. 
or we think that bedtime, you know, bedtime is, is for kids. It's like, no, bedtime is for everyone. That's why I love your bedtime stories for adults so much because it really does help you to say, okay, it's bedtime. Now it's time for us to turn off the TV. Like I have to talk myself through, time to turn off the TV, time to, you know, I'm done with the computer. I'm done with this, but I, you know, maybe you can have finish your glass of water or tea, you know, like, and really start to sort of like power down and, you know, and, and, you know, there's an element of that um, powering down in bedtime where you have to become your own parent. You know, you have to become like, no, this is how I can love myself. This is how I can give myself a good night's sleep. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. It's like staying up watching another, like binging on Netflix. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's two o'clock in the morning. I need to get up in four hours. Okay. What's that day going to be like? What is the day after that going to be like, you know? And, um, but it's true. And so grownups need bedtimes too. We're not any different. We do. We need it probably equally as much as, as children do. You know, why do we make it a fun thing for kids, but it's such a drag for adults. Like when we were little and it's like, okay, time to get ready for bed. Can we read this book? Absolutely. And like, can I wear my princess pajamas? Right. You know, we need princess pajamas. Absolutely. And I have, I'm wearing it right now as I talk to you. I'm wearing my romper, my onesie as I call it. That's great. Um, And I, I get, I look forward to, oh, I get to go put my cozy pants on now. Right. And to be honest, they're probably on as soon as I get in the house anyway. But right to have that little routine, those little like, Oh, I get to put that on now and I get to go lie down or I get to go read or do something I enjoy. Right. Like why as adults do we see it as fun's over time to go lie down? Why can't it be an enjoyable part of our day? But, I know oh, it can. And I, I love that. And I think it absolutely should be because it's every day you can create bedtime and you can just allow like take everything that's in your mind and just mm-hmm. create a list, you know, or, or <laughs> empty the trash in your brain. You know what I'm saying? Like you can just let it all go. And you know, if there's anything that you feel like you don't want to forget, write it down. One of the, that's one of the things I do because what keeps me up? Did I do this? Did I do that? Just to get your mind emptied so you can just go into sleep, you know, peaceful and to know that it's important. But I think we just, we're so into watching TV, having a drink, snacking. I, I don't know why we do that to ourselves. Oh no, I'm yawning. Yeah, it's 9.30 at night. But it's funny, people who love sleep, we, it's completely different. I know. I'm like, like, yes, I'm yawning. Yeah, I'm feeling tired. Oh, look at that. Maybe I can go to bed early tonight. I know. And they say (laughs) that's really good, too. If you can go to bed early one night a week. Mm. In the course that I wrote, it's sort of like, can you catch up on sleep? There's an idea. And And there are studies that say that you can, that you can actually say, I have not slept well. I'm going to bed at 8 o'clock tonight. As soon as it, the sun is like, you know, I'm going to sleep early. And I'm like, okay, you know, like that's good to know. Or taking naps on the weekend and that kind of thing can help. But I think that on a daily basis, yeah, if you can get in. Oh, you know what I wanted to, to make sure I mentioned is, and I want to get your feedback on this too, because for me, it's absolutely true. And I think it's different for everyone. Okay. But the whole idea of getting to bed that one to two hours before midnight, because Mm -hmm. of the melatonin production that happens between 10 PM and 2 AM and the level of sleep. And I think that, or the quality of sleep, I should say, and there's so many studies, and this is so true for me that if I go to bed, usually for me, I try to be lights out at 10. Perfect world. Bedtime is at nine. I start winding down, but I want to be in bed, lights out at 10. Because I want to get that 
deep restorative sleep that can only happen between 10 and two. And again, this is, you know, circadian rhythms and everyone's a little bit different, but most people who do feel sensitive to light, like, okay, the sun is going down. I feel myself getting sleepy. I start waking up at dawn and I'm very sensitive to that. Hmm. Um, I think that's another thing I would tell anyone who's having problems sleeping is, you know, or if you're waking up and you slept, but you don't feel rested. And I think that's another big thing that people share with me. It's like, well, I usually fall asleep by 1230 or one and I don't have to be up until eight. So it seems like, or nine. So they feel like, you know, they're, they wait tables or they do some other kind of a night profession or what have you. But they're like, I just always feel tired. And I think you're missing that deep restorative sleep. You, you, you don't have a job that allows you to get to bed at 10 o'clock. So one of the things I always talk to my clients who are struggling, if that's a struggle that they have, it's like, okay, on your night off, and it'll be hard because if your body's used to working until 11 or 12, um, it's hard on a night off to make yourself go to bed earlier. But that's a huge, that quality of sleep that's available. That's been a big thing in um, what I've seen. And I don't know if you've had any experience with that, but people who, who do notice an earlier bedtime leads for a, a more restful feeling morning. You know, like, do you feel yes. more rested? Yes. And mm-hmm. during the sleep course that I took um, when I first got certified, I remember one of the interviews with a sleep doctor. She had said that for every hour of sleep that you get before midnight is worth two hours. Wow. To your body, like you're getting, it's like you're getting double the wow. sleep for every hour before midnight. And that's why I chose 10 o'clock as my ideal bedtime. Because when I was a night owl for like 38 years, I was never getting to bed before midnight. It was like, oh, it's still early. I still have time to, you know, work on whatever, or watch whatever. And now if it reaches midnight, it's like, oh man, no. I missed that best part. <laughs> I missed the best part. I know I'm missing my really like I would almost rather sleep from 10 till three and get up really early yeah. or something, you know what I mean? Than two. to stay up till two, miss that. Because if I miss that 10 to two window, I just, right. like I missed it last night. I couldn't sleep. I just, I, it was one of those nights I just couldn't get to sleep. It was one of those horrible, like tossing and turning and, you know, and I, I, I'd done everything I could think of and I just had to just lay there and eventually mm-hmm. I did fall asleep. But I'm really looking forward to going to sleep tonight, you know, because of that. And yeah, I just think that's really important. And people don't understand. And I know everyone's a little bit different. And again, depending on how you work. And but it's again, if it's something that's a struggle, I think that if you can't get to bed earlier and get in before midnight, then you probably do have to catch up on your sleep at Mm. some point, you know, because you're. But again, that sleep is only available at a certain time of the day, and I feel it. I feel it so distinctly if I don't get that 10 to two sleep. So, you know what happened the other night too, that was really cool. I saw this on Pinterest and I was like, I'm going to try this because I have some essential oils. And the idea was if you um, put a few dots of lavender oil on your feet before you go to sleep, have you heard about this? And you massage it into your feet, like knuckle it in, you know, get Mm -hmm. it into the pads of your feet and your toes and your heel and everything. And how, because our feet are so sensitive, and again, the skin is an organ, so the lavender oil, which is naturally calming, can really help you sleep deeply. And I did. I slept great that night, just saying. Um, Sometimes I'll diffuse it. I've started kind of restructuring my weekends. My weekends are, like, obviously weekends are everybody's favorite. But for me, like my online business, my weekends are my favorite time to Mm -hmm. get work done. Mm -hmm. And I've started getting up 
I know this is kind of crazy because I say, like, I talk about sleep all the time, but I'm still somebody who likes to sleep in a little on the weekend. Sure. And I go to bed at 10 and I wake up at six during the week and I love my mornings, but for some reason on the weekend, I still was always feeling like, oh, I'll stay in bed a little bit later. But what I've been doing is I still get up at six and then I give myself permission. I mean... (laughs) I nap, I'll nap no matter what anyone says anyway, if I need a nap, but I've, I've really been enjoying getting up at six and then having a nap mid afternoon. That's awesome. Just a little nap. And then it keeps me going. So it kind of makes up for, it's like my body knows like, Hey, you're up a little earlier than usual on Sunday. And I'm really enjoying it. And I'm finding that the weekend is, is going by really slow for me. Like the weekend is so much longer when I get up early. Because you get more of your day because yes. you're up early and you can knock some things out of the way that maybe you want to do for, you know, your yeah. business and such. And then you can still, okay, go to the farmer's market and, you know, <laughs> like the day is longer. I think right. that's a great strategy just to say, just, and I've read that doing that is, is good to stick with your Right. Your, you know, whatever your wake up time is. And again, circadian rhythms, there's something about if you're up by six, or this is more of like a, a West or Eastern medicine thing where it's like there are certain sections of the day where you're more awake to kind of like circadian rhythms. Mm-hmm. But it's basically saying if you're up before six, the period of the day between 2 a.m. and 6 is an active time. And if you wait until after six, the six to 10 window is a sleepier time which is why between six and 10, we can start like us sleepers start to feel ourselves winding down between six and 10 at night. <laughs> and if you wait until six and 10 in the morning, if you don't get up before six, you're not going to want to get up till after 10 kind of thing. Mm. That's kind of how I am. And I, I did, again, I look at all this stuff trying to, to piece all this together, but I love that idea. Getting up early and having a nap on the weekend. Cause what's better than a nap? Really? Oh, nothing. Naps are yeah. so luxurious. It's like, I'm going to yeah. take a nap. Naps it. feel so much better to me than sleeping in. So it's like, as soon as yeah. I realize that, hey, Monday doesn't come as soon, as quick for me when I, I get up early and then I can have my nap. And I always find it's like right at two o'clock. I'm like, okay, time for my nap. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, that's my favorite way to spend my weekends now. So I want to talk about your course, your sleep course. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm excited. I'm, and, you know, it's funny that we connected right around the time that I was finishing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called Sleep Better Tonight. And the, the, the impulse for it all was really to help people sleep better even tonight without having to go to a prescription. So I wrote it for people who are considering medication and maybe don't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. And this, sort, this, is, this is for anyone, but for someone who is specifically like, I... I don't want to take something, but I think I might have to. It's really sort of my one-on-one service that I work with my clients on in a course form. So it's, it's five modules and it's five video trainings and uh, you get also, but I know everyone learns differently. So with each class, if you will, or module, there is a video training and then you're going to have the text to the script basically to that video training. Mm-hmm. Plus there's uh, a worksheet because I'm proud of it because I feel like anyone could do it. It, Depending on your tolerance for learning, you could do this probably in an afternoon and make some some changes that you could begin to cash in on that very night. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's habit driven. But it's also something that allows you to begin to assess 
what's really going on in my bedroom? Where are the biggest offenders in my bedroom that are disrupting my sleep? Where are the placement of certain items in my bedroom? And so it really opens that whole thing up. It helps people look at their habits. Like we're talking about bedtime habits, you know, how late are you staying up? How late are you eating? How late are you eating sugar? How late are you drinking alcohol? How is that affecting your ability to sleep? But then we also get into what they're sleeping on. What, let's look mm. at the mattress. Let's look at the sheets, your pajamas, and so forth. So I really did my best, particularly with the bedroom, to really open it up so that people can have the tools to create that survey of their space and their habits to know where they are, see where their biggest offenders are, start there, and make the changes that will help them sleep better without a prescription. And so I'm, I'm excited about it because I worked it through myself and you know had a couple beta friends go through it. So it's, it's something I really hope will help people because I, I mean, sleep is such with all that we have to deal with in our lives. Sometimes sleep is just, I just want to start over tomorrow. It's like, it's that <laughs> reset button, you know, it's luxurious, but sometimes you just want to be able to, and the inability to just do that, to just go to sleep, start over. It's, 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 it's hard. I mean, I feel unraveled very quickly if I'm not getting that good night's sleep. So this course is just really built for that. And I um, designed it to just be something that's easy to understand. And there's action involved for each module. So it's not just a lot of listening. It's like, okay, we're going to cover this. And then you have a little something you have to do. And we kind of go back and forth. And then you will know where you are. And you can kind of layer your changes in or you can be as aggressive as you want to be depending on where you are with your bedroom and where you are with your sleep habits. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. So that's sleep better tonight. Sleep better tonight. Yes. Can you tell people where they can find you? Oh, sure. They want to work with you. They want to follow you. Absolutely. And I would love to help anyone. I have a couple different ways you can work with me. You can always find me at DonnaDenise.com and that's spelled D-O-N-N-A-D-E-N-I-E-S-E.com. And um, if you click on, you're going to see at the top of my page, there's a store. And so under store, you will see um, the option for sleep better tonight. So that particular course will be in the store of my site. Um, but I always do a 15 minute strategy call, which is really just an opportunity, which is complimentary. It's totally free. So if you're like, okay, I, I want to just kind of chat with you before I jump in on the course, I'm more than happy to give you that, that 15 minute strategy call. We can just really, you know, get into some core ideas of what's going on just to make sure that's the right fit for you. And that's the direction that you want to go in. Um, and that's something that you can do, um, absolutely through my site. If you go to the homepage and scroll to the bottom, that's where you can get connected to my calendar and we can set up a a complimentary call for you because I'm noticing when it comes to design, most people are feeling empowered to make changes, but I really try to make myself available to really empower your choices. I love to help people discover their style. I'm not here to make your home look like me. I'm not <laughs> here to make your home look like quote unquote eco-friendly. I want it to feel like you and feel great, but still be healthy. And, um, and then we're going to follow, you know, good design principles as well but it's exciting for me to empower people in their choices. And so it can be like, I'm on call. I have a service that I love. It's called at your service and it's an hour of service broken into four 15 minute calls. So if you're like, I'm working on this room, but I just need to talk to her cause I'm not sure if I should do this or this, or is this going to be wrong? You know, sometimes you're like, you kind of have an idea, but you just right. need someone to just validate 
left, right, or center? What, how, what should I do? Yeah. And so that's how I avail myself to people. So I invite everyone to go to my site and take a look at the store and see if there's something I can help them with. But again, initially, I love just chatting, hearing what you're challenged with um, and how I can help and um, get things going in the right direction. That's awesome. Well, you have given a lot of information, a lot of good stuff. <laughs> Yay, I hope so. Well, I've really enjoyed being, um, being able to talk with you. And it's exciting to talk with someone who kind of like gets what I do and, mm-hmm. and is like gets it, you know, understands it. And it's like, wow, this is kind of new. But, you know, you're making the connection to know how important it is right now that we, we have to start making these changes for the planet and for ourselves, too. So... Thank you so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for sharing your brilliance with my listeners and with me. Well, I really enjoyed it too. So thank you so much. This has been the Calm and Cozy Insomnia Podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, sleep well and stay cozy. And to my mom who listens to my podcast every night as she falls asleep, Good night, Mama.